You're about to listen to an Audible original. Audible produces immersive audio entertainment like you've never heard before. Enjoy the ride. Yo, you are now listening to In The Cut with Ghetto Gastro. You know the vibes, you know the vibes. What up, what up, what up? It's your man, L.E.S., man, with the finesse. I'm Pierre Siro, Wagwan. Yo, what it do? This is John Gray, a.k.a. The Dishwasher. Movie! <laughs> Zuby! Mofongo. Mofongones. On this episode, we talking about Mofongo. We talking about the cross-pollination of Caribbean, Black, and Latino. We bringing up food writer and documentarian Vaughn Diaz to break it down. Plantains actually are not indigenous to the Caribbean. They were brought to the Caribbean specifically to feed enslaved workers. And so, you know, the principal ingredient of mofongo is one that we can tie directly back to African cooking. And later, we're back in the GG lab cooking up our own versions of mofongones. Mofongones, which is a combination of mofongo and tostones. So you know how we play with the words. We ain't new to this, we true to this, you dig? And the shortcut for this right here, you get it slit down the middle, soak them in warm water for about three minutes, and that peel will come right off. Chef P, break it down for the people. What is mofongo for those who don't know? So mofongo is a, is a Puerto Rican dish. Shout out to all the boricuas out there. It's made with fried plantain, however you say it. Platano. The platano. And then they're picked green, fried, and mashed with typically like salt, garlic, and there are many different variations of mofongo. You got the cheese mofongo, the pork with the lechon and the chicharron. They have a chicken version and the shrimp version. So you could pretty much mash the plantain, bring in whatever proteins suit your needs in the traditional form of mofongo. What's, what's, the, what's the deal with the tostone, though? Break so that the, down for anybody who doesn't know. So what the tostone is, is the fried plantain fried one time, smashed, and then thrown back in the fryer again for that second fry. So it's twice fried, smashed plantain, and uh, gives it a serious crunch because of the high content of carbohydrates, which is in the banana, as opposed to the sweet plantain, which is a more sweet plantain. This green one is excellent for frying for that crunch because of the high carbohydrate protein. So the so the mofongones then is uh, that's a that's a hybrid basically of the mofongo and the tostones, right? Correct. Yeah, yeah, that's a fact. It's a, it's a, it's a hybrid. It's a baby that I created, you know, playing around with making mofongo, smashing plantains, and uh, you know, with with my mind when I think about cooking, I just want to add more flavors and texture to the thing. So like, I decided just to fry it up so I can have a fried tostone, but with the inside like a mofongo. You know, for me, like I'm a sweet plantain guy, right? So, I, cause I like the uh, I like the soft chew of the plantain, but I also do like a little bit of crunch. So it's nice how the mofongone is the out the outer texture is is really crunchy, but then when you when you bite into it, it's really soft and easy to chew. Right. I wanted I wanted to highlight you know the techniques that we used in the motherland with the mortar and the pestle and, you know, get the garlic in there, fry up the garlic, creating a beautiful garlic oil, then throwing the fried garlic in the mortar and the pestle, then throwing in the boiled plantain and mashing that up. And you know what I'm saying? And then frying the mofongones in garlic oil itself. So it's like everything gets used, zero waste, and it's flavor in your face. So speaking about all of these, these connections between the motherland to... 
basically everywhere. You know, before we started anywhere, everybody started in Africa. So, you know, that that Latinx connection, the mofongo, the tostones, the mofongones, all the way from the continent to the kitchen is how we giving it up. We all under that Pan-African flag at the end of the day, man. So we use food to exemplify that in its purest form. But we're here to chop it up with another expert, food writer and documentarian, Von Diaz. Yes, yes, yes. Very special guest with us today. We have Von Diaz, the Puerto Rican sensation. All of my Boricuas out there, this one is for you. Today we're talking mofongones. So if you could, just please introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about what you do. Tell our audience a little bit about what you do. So I was born in Puerto Rico, eh, but I was raised in the suburbs outside of Atlanta and um, grew up in a you know fairly traditional Puerto Rican family. And eh, eventually I got really curious about the stories that food tells. So I became a storyteller and much to my surprise found that food is one of the most fascinating ways to tell stories about people and to study the history of places, particularly the histories of places um, and people that we don't often hear from. So today I'm I'm a documentarian, I'm a radio producer and a writer. Um, I'm also a, a recipe developer and a cookbook author. So what sort of foods did you guys eat growing up? My grandmother, who I called Tata, is the the person who really was my introduction into Puerto Rican food. She was an amazing cook. I mean, I think we all think our grandmothers are the best cooks on the planet, but mine really was. Tata was the kind of cook that, like, folks would just show up at her house, right? Just randomly. Oh, I was just passing by. Oh, what are you making there, right? So I grew up eating, I'd say, like, you know, fairly traditional Puerto Rican food. Definitely carne guisada, tostones, mofongo. My grandmother would actually stuff the Thanksgiving turkey with mofongo. I was in heaven, right? I was just eating pork, things smothered in sauces. And the one, the signature of Puerto Rican food really is how flavorful it is, right? Like we put sazon, adobo, salt, pork on all kinds of things. And it's really delicious, really, really rich. I feel you. I feel you, honestly. You know, my family comes from Barbados, so it's, it's mm-hmm. my favorite. That's my favorite place in the world. And, you know, I put my grandmother's cooking up against your grandmother's any day. Oh, okay. All right. We'll see. Uh, abuelita versus abuelita. Abuelita versus abuelita. <laughs> so, Vaughn, as a documentarian, what has your research revealed about Mofongo specifically? You know, I always like to think about mofongo as a dish that tells uh, a very complete history of of Puerto Rico. Um, And I'll tell you what I mean by that. So first, right, I mentioned a minute ago that you use a pilong. A pilong is a wooden mortar and pestle. And it's a device um, that we can tie directly to the indigenous Tainos that were on the island before colonization. And um, and it's actually really interesting because when you look at the tool, right, it's designed to be used in the way it was used. So typically pilones um, were about waist high, right? So just imagine a giant mortar and pestle. 
So, so you start with the pilong. That's the device that's used to make it. Um, the next step, right, is that plantains, even though tostones, mofongo, all these things are synonymous with Puerto Rico and synonymous with the Caribbean, plantains actually are not indigenous to the Caribbean. They were brought to the Caribbean specifically to feed enslaved workers. And so, you know, the principal ingredient of mofongo is one that we can tie directly back to African cooking. So it's really interesting for me, like how these techniques really come from the continent, from Africa. They, they've made their way to the Americas through the transportation of enslaved people through the transatlantic slave trade and how we've been able to, through the trials and tribulations, been able to carry on the traditions from the ancestors and honor them and nourish our souls and our bodies through, with these ancient techniques coming from the continent. Um, I should also mention, right, that even the process of smashing plantains in this way is very, very similar to fufu. And lots of people have pointed this out, right? It's a, it's a typical kind of pounded starch. And then, right, you have this addition of the garlic and the pork, right, which directly references ingredients that, um, that Spanish colonizers brought to the island. Um, and so in that way, right, it really does tell, um, this, this whole story about the people of, you know, the people of Puerto Rico. And, and I think that you, we have to start to think about Mofongo as a, as a story of triumph. And here's what I mean by that. So, we know from historians that mofongo was actually not very popular in Puerto Rico for a long time, much like uh, actually funche, which is our term for um, for corn grits. It's almost exactly the same. And mofongo was a food that was directly associated with poverty and with blackness. And so it didn't actually become a, a staple of Puerto Rican cuisine or a recognizable dish until, you know, probably the last 50 or 60 years, at least as far, you know, as far as I can tell. The earliest recipe that exists for mofongo was from 1859, um, but you don't start seeing it sort of come into cookbooks and, and show up on menus until, you know, 40s, 50s, and 60s. I believe that mofongo is really a story of triumph because here you have this dish that reflects so much creativity, so much resilience, right? The intersections of the indigenous people of the island with with the the folks who who were brought there and ultimately made it home right this dish that again was was considered low was considered beneath now elevated to be one of the most you know iconic dishes of the island and um, and one that people are quite proud of so you know i think embedded in there there's there's a real um, there's a real powerful pride for you know for folks roots in puerto rico and when I, what comes to mind for me when I think of mofongo, I think of celebratory events, uh, jubilance, uh, happiness, salsa, merengue, bachata. You know, I'm thinking of all of these different vibes and, and, the, and the sofrito. You know what I'm saying? I'm just thinking about freedom, liberation, doing things our own way, our way, our own way. So now, why do you think that Puerto Ricans grew to like love the dish so much because it's delicious 
You know, it's, mm -hmm. it, it, it's, you know, sometimes it's like we can talk about the history. We can try to trace it back to this, that and the other. But at the end of the day, right, the dishes that we fall in love with, we fall in love with because they taste so good. And there's something about mofongo, too, that's also deep. It's soul nourishing, right? It's deeply satisfying mm -hmm. and it's adaptable. You know, you can you can really put whatever you want in there. Um, also, I've seen a lot of folks on the island start making some really interesting adaptations of mofongo. So sometimes it'll be made with breadfruit, which is really, 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 really good. Sometimes mm -hmm. folks make it with yuca um, or, um, uh, you know, cassava. And, and, and we'll just, you know, fill it and stuff it and douse it with all kinds of delicious sauces. It's just really, it's really, really tasty. And I think for a lot of us, um, you know, I think like <laughs> food is a portal, right? Like mm -hmm. how many times have you eaten something and been literally transported to another place or time, right? It's like, it's like mofongo can be like a time machine like that. You take a bite and you're just, you're in the last place you were where you ate it or, you know, like particularly, right, because so many Puerto Ricans live, um, like I do, in the diaspora, right? Like, mm -hmm. we live on the mainland, and so it's a way that sometimes we get to travel back to, you know, back to the homeland through a dish and its flavors. Honestly, Vaughn, it's been such a pleasure having you on here with us. You drop so much gem, so much knowledge. Thank you. Thank you. No, it's been a pleasure to be here. Um, I feel very grateful that the universe put me on a path to look so closely at my culture and at my people's food. Food is a portal. It's a history. You know, recipes are archival documents, right? They tell important stories and they're means for preserving cultures that have historically not been preserved or even collected. So um, thank you for the opportunity to celebrate my culture. I really appreciate y'all. Thank you so much. Okay, we about to slide over into the kitchen real quick and get busy with my man Les. He's going to show us how to put these mofongones to the test. Que viva mi gente! Dímelo, Tato. Que lo que? We back in the lab. Oye, mami, ven aquí. Ya tu sabes la vibra. With the mofongones. So mofongones is interesting because... Um, I came up with the name just uh, making a combination of mofongo and tostones. So basically what we do is we make a mofongo out of the plantain and then we smash them, then we shape them in the shape of a tostone, giving you a mofongone. We're gonna start off with cleaning these plantains the right way. We got our garlic on the, on the oil right now for that aioli. We got the garlic. For that garlic. aioli. For that aioli. We're gonna take the ends off of those plantain. Give it a nice slice down the middle. And the shortcut for this right here, you get a slit down the middle, soak them in warm water for about three minutes and that peel will come right off. Mm -hmm. No problem, no worries. The starch content in this, in this green plantain is so high sometimes that it makes it pretty difficult for you to peel them, but um, you know, there's tricks to the trade. Voila. Voila. Magic. This dish right here basically highlights the ingredients, and there's only two ingredients. There's garlic and there's plantain. So you're going to smell garlic. You're going to get the effervescence from that oil, from the garlic coming out of the oil. And you know, you're going you're gonna to hear sounds. It's more like an experience of sounds is playing with the senses. All right, so we're going to give these plantains, after they've been peeled, we're going to give them a nice cut on the diagonal, on the angle, on the bias. So we get like a longer and a more 
even cook. And we're looking like for like half inch chunks. Drop those in the water. Okay, so the plantains, we were boiling in some salted water for about 30 minutes. And now we're gonna drop them inside of the mortar and the pestle in increments, depending on the size of your mortar and the pestle. And what's cooking them down in the water do? Cooking them down in the water breaks down the fibers, breaks down the carbohydrates, and it gives it a more pliable, makes the, uh, the banana more pliable to shape in the form of tostones. Okay. Now, right now, we're just activating those starches. It's almost like kneading a dough a little bit, you know? We're gonna get it nice and smooth. Try to avoid as many lumps as possible. We're crushing up those, we're crushing up those fried garlic cloves as well, along with the boiled plantain. This is like history in the bite right here, man. This is like... This is like culture in a bite right here, man. This right here make me feel like I'm in, like I'm in DR or something. Like I'm in Sosua, or, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm in Putacana. So I'm just mixing up the, I'm mixing up the mayo, or the veganese, or you know, if you if you have the time, you make the aioli from scratch. Mixing that up with the with the uh, with the sofrito, right on the side for a nice sauce. Plus to dip these mofongones in. Hit a little bit, a little bit of that lime zest. Hit it with a little bit, a little bit. Lime zest. You heard it from Les. So we'll get that out of the. We'll get that up out of there. Out of the morning pestle. You ready to drop it in the oil until the victors go to spoils? You heard? Okay, so it's almost like a it's almost like a dough right it's there that like we're a looking dough, at. Pretty much, yeah. You the know? texture of that is like a I dough, almost it out. like a almost like a a play dough almost. Yeah, I took it out. I form. I cut it into fours. And you know I'm gonna shape each one just like a, like a silver dollar. Right. So the texture of it is mashed down like a like a play-doh almost, but there's still like some chunks of small small chunks mm. of, of the plantain. We didn't mash it. Basically, didn't, we didn't this mash is, it all the way. We just patting down those silver dollars, man. We getting nice shapes. You know, probably like a one and a half inch diameter. We got our we got our whole oil up to three seventy five. So I dropped the mofongones in the oil. Now they're just bubbling in the cut. It look like they dancing. It look like they dancing the salsa merengue in the oil right now, you feel me? It's a party going on in there, man. Bachata. And see, the thing about these right here, they're already cooked. You know, this right here is more for the texture. I'm gonna finish it with some um, lime zest and some mild down salt. And we're gonna dip it in that aioli. And we're gonna take a bite. So boom, man. we wanna get up in there. They hot. Cut let's, it down. Let's, let's split it down the middle. Cause this shit is dumb hot. <laughs> Let it air out. Woo! Very good. You gotta try it. Your auntie gotta try it. Abuelita gotta try it. A note to the people, man. Get your weight up, get your plate up, and not your hate up, man. It's ghetto gastro to the world. Bofongones, and you know this. Estamos finito para las mofongones, el episode para la día, para mi gente, ya tu sabes las vibras. Come back next episode, we're bringing it worldwide.